So um, I prepared my speech in the style of Arab dictators everywhere. Bismillah, Rahman, Rahim. No, but in reality, I mean, the fact is, I mean, Maya, you know, you know, kidding aside, is right. I mean, I'm not known as someone for the glass half full mentality. In fact, I'm, you know, quite pessimistic and bleak, and you know, oh, woe is me kind of thing. And then this is my cue to sort of do my Humphrey Bogart thing, like, war is hell, man, something, right? And then at some level, it is. And the fact is, if you look around you, then at least, I mean, if you look at Syria, Iraq, Yemen, I mean, it's just so bleak everywhere, right? I mean, the fact is that if we consider a definition of hope, or one definition of hope to be that tomorrow will be a better day than today, then really, it's not so hot, right? But the fact is, you know, I mean, I mean, for all two, I mean, I mean, for all two of you who follow me, or follow my work, you'll notice that, you know, among the slew of sort of really heavy-hearted you know, meticulously reported, I like to think at least, war stories, right? There are a few that are about food. Because again, those who know me, and as you can see from my, you know, somewhat sizable J-Lo butt and my, you know, I, I, I like food. And so the thing is that um, I remember, you know, recently I was in Mosul, which is not a place where I think you could say hope, hope you know, runs wild, right? And, uh, and, you know, I found this dish called pache. And uh, I mean, for those of you who don't know Iraq, pache is just this, which is brew of like sheep and cow heads and innards and brain and tongue. And it's just all dumped in this vat of salt and water. And the result is actually it's really good. It's surprising how good it is, right? I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. And you sit there and you're just, you know, chomping down on this stuff. And the style of all Iraqi food, it's of course calorific, deadly. It's meant to basically make you fat, clearly, right? So, I mean, I mean it's just amazing stuff. And, Basically, I mean, yeah, of course, you could write about Mosul in terms of the horrific death toll, in terms of the insanity of the old city. I mean, I mean, everything is there, and I wrote about that, and I did so happily, I have to say. But at the same time, I was really glad to actually find at least one story which for me was somewhat positive in the sense that, finally, food, I would argue, is perhaps one of the most sincere ways someone can be nice to someone. I mean, you know, assuming we're not talking about being in bed or anything, you know, I think it's a really sort of sincere way to show affection of some sort, or at least to show, anyway, dedicated, I mean, I mean, dedication to one's work. And I guess that's for me is where hope lies. And I'm not, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, won't, bullshit, I, mean, I won't bullshit you. It's not like, oh, we're gonna, you know, find a happy tomorrow or anything. No, I mean, I mean for me, I find hope in the fact that someone will come back to their work day and day again and with the intention of basically making a good meal. So for example, right, um, in Damascus, and this was my first forays into Damascus, I remember, you know, when I could first call myself a war correspondent, um, I found this group of people who teach parkour in the old city. I mean, who would know, right? Uh, now, 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 do you guys know what parkour is? Does anyone know what this is? Wow, amazing, I don't have to explain it. Okay, okay, so parkour, let me explain this very quickly, is this French, movement system where you basically go from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. Actually, that's not true. You go in the most flashy way possible. So you do somersaults and like, you know, this cat thing and everything. It looks really cool. I wanted to do it because I'm a pretender. Um, anyway, and, 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 and so we go into Damascus, right? And, and there's this guy and he's teaching it in the Tishreen Park somewhere up, you know, in Damascus. And I remember sitting there and, you know, at the time, if you believe I was fatter than I am now, and the guy sits there, and, and he has these two kids, 13-year-olds, and I remember, you know, I remember this to this day, they, they, you know, they grab each side of my jeans, right? And the guy's like, look, 
if you just sort of commit to it, you can do parkour. You too can do parkour. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna commit to it, right? <laughs> so, so he basically, you know, if, I, mean, I mean, he says, Nabi, you should do a somersault, like a backward somersault. I'm like, okay. So, you know, and the thing is now, you know, I, I might break the stage. If I do, I'm sorry. If not, yay. So basically, you know, we did like that, right? But of course, with much more commitment, with feeling, as it were. And as we're doing this, these two boys literally grab me and just flip. And I'm like, <gasps> and I sit down, and of course, I do this. Right? And, you know, I mean, and, and my point in all this is that this is sort of, I mean, you know, this random dude, he, he had never heard of parkour. He was a wrestling teacher, for fuck's sake. And, you know, his kid, I mean, these kids are like, you know, I saw on YouTube this parkour thing. It's really cool. And he's just, you know, he, I, mean, I mean, he checked it out. was like, okay, we can do this. We can sort of break down these parts, etc. And boom, a parkour school in Damascus. Who knew? Right? And, you know, I mean, I mean examples of this stuff continue. So, for example, I remember one time, I'm, I'm, I mean, we're driving back from Latakia back to Damascus. Now, for those of you who know how this goes, you can actually avoid Homs entirely. Homs, you know, I mean, where all the crap happened with the old city there, and, you know, the cradle of the revolution, blah de blah de blah Of course, I mean, by the point, I mean, I mean, I mean you know, like, like by the time we actually got there, it was a shit show, clearly, right? But, you know, we're going, we're driving back from Latakia back to Damascus, right? And we can avoid it. And then, you know, I take a nap because I'm tired, and then I realize that our driver is taking us into the heart of Homs, and I'm thinking, Hmm. Why are we here? We've done interviews. We're done. I mean, I don't want to go back to Homs. It's finished. And I noticed that we're approaching the old city, which, I mean, at the time, I mean, the old city was a real shit show, to be clear, like firing all the time, you know, lots of destruction. And we're getting closer and closer to the old city. I'm like, why are we going there? And then I realized that our driver wanted to go to this knafe shop. Now, now for those of you who know what knafe is, knafe is Arabic cheesecake. And... <laughs> You know, in case you're wondering, it is that terrible in the sense that it's just, you know, fatty and sugary and sweet and qatli, qatli, as we say in Arabic, right? And so the fact is, we're sitting there and literally a block away, there's this guy who's just firing this PKC, tuk, 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 and the dude is in his knafe shop. Yeah, I have knafe mabrume, I have knafe na'me, khishne, whatever you want, right? And our driver's like, oh my God, knafe. And she goes and she buys like a ton of knafe and then she buys all this sweet cheese to take to Damascus. So clearly you're thinking, well, I mean, I guess this is, this is okay. If there's knafe, it must be okay. And, you know, and, and, and the reason why I mention all this, right, is because, you know, finally, you know, in my days before, uh, you, know, you know, I became a journalist, um, I would actually, you know, assume that war zones were as we saw on TV. You know, sorry, TV journalists, I apologize, but it's true, right? I mean, the word war zone implies a swath or swathe of territory that is, let's say, destroyed or decimated. And for sure, I mean, in Syria and Iraq and these places, you will find instances of that where, indeed, entire neighborhoods have been leveled and destroyed. But with that being said, more often, it's what I would call, you know, pardon me for this somewhat flippant description, war donut zone, or, or sorry, war donut holes. So you have, literally, this area that is, let's say, destroyed and decimated, and then around it, it's kind of okay. I mean, it's, it's not exactly stable, right? It's not like, I mean, you wouldn't want to buy property there, to be clear, right? <laughs> but, but you'll be fine, right? I mean, I, mean, I mean, you will somehow live, and day-to-day -day life continues, and that perhaps is where hope lies for me. I mean, I mean, the notion that in these places, you have maybe not normal life, for sure, but life, right? And of course, you know, this is what I'm supposed to say, like, oh yeah, man, life, it continues. No, fuck that. It's not about that, right? The, I mean, the fact is that you basically somehow you know, work every day, 
right? You come back and you do good work. It's really all about that. Because if you don't do good work, I mean, I mean, I mean you're programmed for it, right? Halas, you've been taught, I shall make my knafe in this way. I shall make my kahi in this way. I shall make my pache in this way. Because if you actually let go of that, then really, what are you finally? And let's face facts. Most of what we do, or I should say, we are defined by what we do at some level. And so, <clears throat> The reason why I say all this as a preamble is because, wait, here it comes. I'm reading my notes right now. Ah, yes. Because I mean, the fact is, you know, all too often we discount these places as shitholes. I mean, I think especially in the Western media, it's easy to call Beirut, Damascus, uh, Baghdad, all of Iraq really just a shithole. And the fact is that they're not. I mean, you know, I, 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 mean, I realize I'm an Arab and I'm somewhat biased, of course, right? But the fact of the matter is that, no, these places have real life. These places have a culture, and I mean, an existence. I mean, the fact is, why should you have pache in the middle of a war zone? Really, like, why would you have a stew of innards being cooked in a goddamn war zone? Why? It doesn't make sense. Or knafe, for that matter. Why is it like a necessity to have, you know, Arabic cheesecake in the middle of a goddamn war zone? There is none. None, really. I mean, people want to eat, people want to have fun, people want to live, and that's the key point, right? I mean, my point is, though, that, that it goes beyond that, right? Even in these war zones, you have soldiers who are people, right? I mean, the CTS guys, I remember, uh, sorry, the counterterrorism service in Iraq, right, who are really, like, and to be clear, badass motherfuckers, right? I mean, I remember we're sitting there in Bartallah, which is this little dinky town near Mosul, right, a Christian town that had been taken over by Islamic State and then was taken over by the counterterrorism service in Iraq. And, I mean, this wasn't a happy place, to be clear. It's not like, whoa, yay, Bartallah. No, I mean, it was really a shit show, right? But these guys found somehow a pink bunny bodysuit. I shit you not, <laughs> right? And we're sitting there in this ravaged church, you know, it, it, I mean, it had been taken over, you know, by ISIS and had become a headquarters. And, you know, before it was this beautiful, ornate church, right? And there you have it. You know, these soldier guys are just sitting there, one of them with a pink bunny head, you know, with his AK-47, and he's posing. And we're like, hey, what's up, man? And, you know, I mean, I mean my point is that, that it's in these moments of sort of little humor that you somehow maintain your sanity, right? And the fact is that, you know, this is where you see that this place is more than just these headlines, these statistics, I mean, and, and these sort of boring statistics, and I don't know, oh, you know, today X amount of people were transferred or X amount of people were killed, etc. right? The fact of the matter is that, you know, for me, I have to say, I didn't have the fortune of seeing Mosul, Aleppo, Homs, Sana'a, I just didn't get the chance to see them before the wars hit them, really. I mean, it's actually... I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, I'm so ashamed as an Arab not to have seen Halab, not to have seen Homs, not to have seen Sana'a. And no, how could I? How dare I? And the fact is that, you know, I mean, if I write about this stuff, when I write about things that seem flippant and stupid and maybe a little bit humorous sometimes, it's in a sense a little ode, if you will, that I sort of give to these cities as they once were or, as I, or maybe as I hope they will be in the future. I mean, you know, I don't want to sort of make this self-indulgent, you know, as, as these things can be. It's not about me, fuck me, finally, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I, mean, people, I mean, people are having far more difficult problems. But the fact is, since I'm lucky enough and privileged enough to cover this stuff, and, you know, a shout out to Delhi Times, I have really good editors, so, that, so I can do what I want. Um, the fact is that, you know, yeah, I mean, guess what? I will cover Pache, I will cover Kahi, I will talk about parkour in Damascus, I'll talk about... You know, I mean, I mean, I got reamed by an activist recently about writing about high heels in Baptuma. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I will do that too. Because the fact is that beyond all this stuff, beyond all the bleak, dark crap we see every day, and there's a lot of it, right? There is somehow, not hope, but continuation, 
right? A, a, a belief that, you know, you have to continue. You just have to sort of do it. And it's not about resilience, perhaps. I mean, you know, I, I, I hate when you have these, you know, war attacks or, I mean, you know, like these like terror attacks in London or something. Oh, Londoners are so resilient. Oh, Parisians are so resilient. It's not about resilience. You basically go on because you have to. You are alive, and the option is either to commit suicide or to continue. Guess what? You're going to probably continue. I mean, I will because I personally like myself enough to continue, right? So that's the way it is. And with that being said, in those moments of sort of liking yourself and doing the work that you want to do, right, that, or I should say there, perhaps, is where hope lies. But that's just me. So.